Okay, we are back in the shed early January. Barnsey, Woody, gee, I don't know. I've missed this podcast, but we're back. What are we? Season three, episode 31. 31. 31. No How idea. did we get this far? Well, did you, have you missed it? I have. have I you? love. What have you missed? Dribbling absolute shit. <laughs> when do you reckon you were, so, so when do you reckon you were at your peak of doing that in the 30 podcasts? I nearly from I think whenever we this had is a wheels, test. This is a test. Whenever we had wheels here and I was blind, just how many swear words? Well, we're going to look back on 2020 and some of the better episodes. So Condo went back and listened to bits and pieces of all 30, and I vote the wheels he won. The last 10 minutes of the wheels he won, Woody, you were on fire. I was out of my mind. Yeah, wheels he didn't get a word in. You were, you were sitting on his lap. I honestly think that's why he doesn't talk to me anymore. I think he yeah. So, Barnsley, uh, before we get to your selections, we've got a little bit of housekeeping. Start a season free. So, uh, firstly, we want to put it out there to our listeners. The podcast is, um, I think it's fair to say, the only person on the panel that gets paid is Woody. So, you and I are getting nothing. <laughs> We're not doing it for, uh, for financial returns. We're doing it because, number one, we enjoy it. Number two, that if, if people have got a story and they're, and they're happy to tell it, and we could learn something from it, we know our listeners are going to learn something from it. So if our listeners out there have got people that they think have got a great story and they're going to be happy to come in the shed, have a few beers, have a bit of pizza and sit down and have a bit of banter and tell their story, send us a message. We'd love to sit down and have a chat to them. Yeah, just do it on Instagram. We've obviously got it there at the ball and all. And, and I suppose the same goes, Condo, for our sponsors too. Well, you want to call them sponsors, but it's just guys who support us. So... Um, I, we're not asking you to like, share, or every other podcast who puts forty thousand ads on their thing. We've just got a couple of guys, or well, three guys in particular, who support us well. And um, you know, if you're in Le- if you're in Lennox and you need a pizza, go and see and see Mez and the boys there at Lennox Pizza Pasta. Um, you know, it's best pizza this side of Naples, I reckon. So it's pretty um, bloody good. It's pretty good. And um, I suppose we've got Gage Roads Brewing too. There's some pale ale, obviously the single fin and the pipe dream. So mate, they're, they're fantastic drops to so give them a try. And um, of course, Bareback Biltong, which is down at the Lennox Servo. So, so when you're, you're filling up your tel- Tesla. Yeah, when you get <laughs> when you go in to see Brucey, grab some bear bareback. Yeah, get a bit of co- get a bit of cobber India and get a bit of bareback too. So it's um yeah, just support the guys who support us. That'd be fantastic. So, boys, uh, speaking of supporting the podcast, uh, and the reason we've got him in the room is because he was our initial guest on the uh, at season one, Scotty Wisemantle. He's here tonight, so uh, welcome, Wisey. Scott? Thanks, Kondo. Thanks, boys. Good to be back. Wisey, welcome, mate. Congrats. Uh, successful successful start to the Wallabies? Well, not really. Um, we won one game. So. One, well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. One, <laughs> yeah, so it's better than a donut. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was against the All Blacks. Yeah, no, no. Look, it's, it's a good start. Solid start, but we've got a long way to go. But do you feel like, the, I guess, the team or the squad that you have, you feel like you can sort of go with these guys? All these guys, are. I, I guess they're all pretty young, aren't they? Most of them. Yeah, look, they're young. There's talent, and that's, there's no doubt about that. However... We've got to grow up fast because we're going to play some of the big boppers. You compare yourself to England, France. So we've played New Zealand and we've beaten them. That's fine. Um, but for me at the moment, they're, they're, the, they're the ones who are setting the pace. You, you watch them play and they are brutal. France so, and England? Yeah, yeah. So they're just, they're just violent. And so they're, they and they're technically and South Africa, perfect. They, yeah, they yeah, that's right. Cup. That's exactly right. But the Saffirs haven't played for a year. So they've kept their number one ranking just by not playing. So we don't know what's going to happen there and who's going to come back with the Saffirs. But from what we do know, 
England and France, they just they just got massive blokes, technically and tactically very very smart, and and they just love being violent. So if you look at uh, if you look at if they're the the benchmark, what's the average age of your current squad compared to and sort of the amount of tests they've played? Yeah, look, it's not about the age, Kondo. It's about um, more or less the experience. Yeah, so we average sixteen caps. Most of those teams are up around 38, 40, 42 caps. So we've got, we, we got to we got to make up ground very, very quickly. We've got to grow up quickly. So whilst, whilst it's really complimentary that the general public are saying it's great, we've got talent and they're having a go, that's, that's fantastic. But the reality is we've got to grow up quick and we're playing for Australia and we want to win. So when you say, like, they're a lot more violent, how do you train violent? Do you just, like... Go and fucking. That's a, that is a good question. Yeah. Go and hunt pigs and stab them, or are we out there like with mannequins, killing, pretending to kill a mannequin? No, like, no. What? what we, how do you get violent? You have come yeah, out. You no, have come true. out firing. Um, no, that's a fair point. You know what? You being violent is just uh, playing within the laws, but knowing when you see an opportunity to whack someone. Yeah. So you see a guy on on the side of a rock, and he's got his ribs exposed, and we. We do a really nice technical clean-out. Yeah. Um, you go to those teams and they cave your ribs in. Yeah. Like, that's that's the reality of it. You, you, and it's not cheap shots, it's it's opportunities. Yeah. That's that's the game. It's a contact, violent sport. That's why we watch the game. Yeah. Like we love those. those. It's why we watch league. It's why we watch Union. Yeah, exactly, origin. That's why we love it. So it's still violent, but, mate, one thing that's come into the game is just the referees having so much, how they dictate and how they dictate the rules. Like, how do you – obviously, what Woody talks about violent. How do you do that within the laws these days? Yeah, look, that's that's another fair point because there's a discussion at the moment that anything that goes to the head is going to be a red card. So Just straight away. Straight away. Um, whether, whether there's intent or whether it's accidental. So, for me, that's, that's – uh, it's a dangerous area because now you're going, there's accidental things. There's things, there's accidents that happen. Um, and if, with a red card, it, it, you're more or less, that's the game. You're done. And in test match footy, the margins are so fine that, um, you know, to have something like that dictate it, it yeah, it's, it's probably not within the parameters of the game. So I've got a problem with it. There's got to be a solution. Yeah. It's got to be around the intentional and the the unintentional, the accidental. Um, what that is, I'll let the the power brokers, like smarter than me, have a crack. So, where's the gauge? You've had Argentina here and yep. New Zealand. Yep. Um, everyone performed pretty well, and you're saying France, South Africa, maybe, and England are sort of the benchmark. If the All Blacks played one of those sides uh, tomorrow, what do you reckon the score would be? Oh, I think it'd be a fifty-fifty. Who wins? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's where I see it. I, 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 I right at this point in time, I, I think the All Blacks are going through a, a rebuilding phase. You know, both the new coaching staff and some new players. I look at England; they're accelerating. You know, they've got a squad that's been together for a fair while. They're experienced, and you look at that French team far out. Man, they're they're a good team. They're they're touring here this year, so we've got three oh, tests good. against them in July. 
And what a team. This this is going to be a red hot. This is going to be one of the great French teams of all time. So is this so, a hark back to sort of the Toulouse days when they're running the ball uh, yep. with a bit of, you know, and yeah. a tough pack? That tough pack, but skillful and not afraid of Like massive balls. They'll run from anywhere. They go. <laughs> um, and there's no rhyme or reason to what they do, but they're technically perfect at when they do have a crack. So you've got, you know, a little bloke like Antoine Dupont at nine. You've got um, Entomac, Roman Entomac, son of uh, Emile. At ten, like they're they're, they're class. They're going to be they're going to be great. Are they? Uh, did you sort of see this coming from your time in France? Yeah, yeah. They, well, they see, were two or three years off. Yeah, so they've won the under twenties championship uh, for yeah. the last few years. So that's that whole crew. They're all coming through. So they're young guns. Yeah, they're um and they're tight. Right. Oh well, we'll uh, we'll get back to Wisey, but we'll move into around the ground. So um, not a huge amount to talk about, but obviously cricket's. Uh, Top of the top of the list, James. I know you've watched every ball of the Test series. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. Okay. I know that's yeah, too. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. If that was there was some horrendous fielding yesterday afternoon. Four sessions, hundred thirty three overs. We got five wickets. Mm. The last two guys for the fifth wicket. Oh, I got faced, a tongue, yeah. They faced two hundred and fifty balls. <laughs> Bihari's innings. What did he, he get? 20-something and 200 He had balls. a busted hamstring. He just hit it. They could run three and he just stand there. No, nah, mate, just stay there. <laughs> but, mate, that was, that was some balls from the Indians. The last two yeah. tests to, to be able to, you know, to win the one they did um, and then obviously to hang in there and ground out a draw. Mate, they didn't even have Coley. They're missing two really good fast bowlers. Like, I reckon they've got all the momentum. Yeah, but it's, but it's going to the Gabba and that's where – that's it, like our Eden it, Park, really. Yeah. yeah. Are they yeah. going to yeah, play the game good. in the Republic of Queensland? <laughs> <laughs> like, is it going to happen? No, seriously, is it going to happen? Well, I hope yeah. it does. Yeah. It does. They don't want to play there. They didn't want to play – like, India made Adelaide the first test. They didn't want Brisbane because we always play Brisbane as the first test. So can I ask a question? I watched the Amazon series over the break. Um, fantastic series. I know, Wisey, you've had a fair bit to do with Justin Langer. Um, why aren't guys like Usman, Aaron Finch what, – what, what have they done? Well, mate, Steve Smith's a number – well, probably he's got the best average in world cricket. So at 62. We're struggling so where's he going to Yeah, mean, but Finch, I think... Finch, Finch was at the top of the order? Yeah, I thought Bukowski showed his wares. I think he's a, he's a player yeah, for the future. And, and, yeah. okay. and, yeah. and Warner, like, let's be honest, he's, he's got to be the option. He's... Labashang's taken... Or he's number four batsman. So you'd, you'd pick loose, loose bus change before Usman? <laughs> Is that Labashang? Mm. Yeah, he's way better than Usman. Usman get to 20 and throw his bat in the air. He can't get past 20. Like... Labashang will stay. I don't know. There. I got the sense out of that watching that doco that uh, uh, Uzi didn't really get on with Justin Langer. Oh, yeah, probably. Is that a fair take? Yeah, yeah he's, got, he's got tough opinions and that sort of stuff. But just going back to the test that you're yeah. talking about, like let's talk about yesterday in terms of what do you think of Steve Smith's um, actions, you know, doing what he did, you know, scrubbing out the, the pitch mark there on, on part in, the, in the drinks break. Like he's been absolutely shit canned in India. I tell you, everyone's saying once so a cheat, uh, always a cheat. Yeah, and Payne has too, and what he yeah. said to Ashwin. So, what was it? You would have seen it all. What do you think about it? I, I reckon there's a fine, uh, there's a fine line when you're competing. So it's about competing and trying to win, and there's the the borderline where you step <laughs> over the mark. Yeah. I reckon it's probably over the mark. Yeah, yeah. So you got you got to stay within it, and you look at someone in in say Union like a Richie McCall, fierce competitor, but always stayed within the laws whilst. Cheating slightly. <laughs> yeah. um, 
uh, you know what? He pushed the boundaries. Like it's the letter of the law. Um, you look in league, Cameron Smith. Everyone whinges about Cameron Smith, but one of the greats, yeah. and just feels where the referee's at, what you can get away with, what you can't get away with. And I think that's with all sports. I was listening to Justin Langer on a podcast the other day, and uh, when he took over the Australian team, he was with Western Australia, and he had the dream job. He could stay at home. He could coach the WA Sheffield Shield team. He could coach the, the, the Scorchers. Yeah, 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 he could do that. And, and they were winning. So he was on a roll. Like, he had the best job in the world. And then the opportunity to coach Australia came up and he took it. And and people, um, you know, he'd go to Fremantle Market. So I know that his second daughter, he'd go there every every Sunday. It was a ritual with his with his second daughter to, to go and go to the markets. And you'd have people coming up going, it's a disgrace, it's a disgrace. What's that happened to us? That, that was after Sandpaper Gate. That was after Sandpaper Gate. So there's a really fine line. I think there's there's a code of conduct. There's a, um, an, a even a, a set of unwritten rules. You know, if it's not in the rules, then there's there's right and wrong. Yes. Yeah. Smith yesterday was underhanded. I, yeah, reckon. It was just, so he's yeah. I didn't actually Look, it's not see in the, it. It's not, it's not in the letter of the law. You know what I mean? Like what he did wasn't deemed, you know, cheating by the letter of the law, but it's just there's, a, there's an etiquette in cricket and that goes back since day dot. You know what I mean? You don't do something in the drinks break where you go and sort of mm. – you know, it's not as bad as a sandpaper, but it's just it's not it's just not right. It's just yeah. I think both sides do it. They both do yeah. it and they're trying he's trying to flatten it out for the bowlers, trying to flatten it out for the spinner. That's what But not saying. in front of middle stump. But you can't I exactly mean if you got banned there. for two years and lost the captaincy <laughs> for cheating, going anywhere near a fucking pitch in the drink ray. You just wouldn't do it, would yeah, you? Yeah, if anything, you'd... You, you know you'd, what it is? It's not cricket. No. It's just not <laughs> cricket. No, if anything, you're getting the drinks for the umpires. That's yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. Just to change tone, though, how about New Zealand? Like, I, I, talk number about one. a country that punches above their weight in just about any sport. They're the number one cricketing nation yeah. in the world right now. And it's probably should have won ever. the World Cup in the ODIs. Yeah, good team. And Kane yeah. Williamson, you know, rated number one bat. So, fair effort just from a country with... Sick team. Know, yeah. Sick team. They got from one to 11, they got... They got a really good batting, like top order, and they got really good bowlers. Both Southie and um, Tim Southie and the uh, Trent Bolt, yeah, Bolt as well. Yeah. Those two, yeah. Yeah. really good. Uh, moving on to surfing, I mean, uh, obviously WSL's wrapped it up forever by the look of it um, with COVID, <laughs> but uh, but Mavericks, Peter that, Mel, that wave. Have you seen that? Yeah. Like, was that like 70 foot? Hey, it was about 70 foot. Yeah, world's, about, big, world's biggest wave tunnel. It's about 107. <laughs> he's seriously about 107. Woody, he's 51. He's my age. Yeah. He he's paddling into 70 foot waves. Where he what took is going off on? is apparently like where you'd take off if you were going to go left. It was about San Diego, wasn't it? Yeah. Just backdoor to 50 footer. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, well, I reckon yeah. if he fell there. He probably would have exploded. We would have seen the first surfer explode. Tell, tell me, have you, <laughs> <laughs> have you have you ever surfed at Mavericks? No. What anyone like? What's I'm not in a rush either. I'm not fucking <laughs> it's, it's freezing cold. It's yeah. freezing cold. Shark like, infested. Yeah, it's like right around like San Francisco, where there's you know a big seal population. Yeah, big seal white population. I saw a live Instagram thing of Sean Welsh. He was on the jet ski, ready to go out. He hadn't even got out into the lineup, and he had about four. Like rubber beanies on, he, he was like trying to talk on his on his Instagram thing. He was shaking. That was before they even got out there. It's where you fall to. There's like, like where you fall in front of the wave. There's all these like rocks. Is it all reef? Yeah, it's all just jagged bits of rock and kelp. 
And uh, if you fall and you get a few, like there's a few ways behind it, you get pushed into all these rocks. You can just like pinball. Is that where, it was a Derek, which, not Derek, so which, who died there? Was it? Mark Food. Mark Food. Mark, yeah. Mark Food drowned there years yeah. ago. He was yeah. like a famous yeah. old big wave surfer. But there's been like, you can watch a movie, I think it's called Chasing Mavericks or something like that. It's yeah. a really good doco on how they, the, the sort of the first guys started surfing it. And oh, you yeah. see the guys get smashed onto the rocks and there's people climbing rocks and. So, Barnsley, that was the paddle-in wave. Did you see the toe-in wave you got yesterday? No, I didn't, no. They, they're calling it 70 foot. Ah, mm. uh, okay. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. What? Yeah, it was, no, it was, it. Yeah, it, was yeah. Ins- it was insane. It was insane. So he's just doubled up Did two you days in a row. I, yeah. I, I haven't seen the toe one. I've just seen oh, the paddle it's one. It's just, it, it, is, the, it is insane. No, yeah. It's, uh, it's sort of like Lennox Point on an okay day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just down the, the middle part down, of the down, point. down near the hut Yeah um, No it's, it's, it's fucking off its head Yeah, yeah. It's so f- hard to gauge Because the biggest day you'd ever see here Is probably 10 maybe 15 foot The biggest it's been here for 20 years yeah. And it's 70 foot over there Yeah, yeah. So that's Right, well, uh, now we're going to wind in. We're actually, we're going to wind back and we're just going to have a bit of a look at uh, 2020. So we actually did manage to knock out 30 podcasts, James. Um, some of them were all right. Some of them were good and some of them were really enjoyable. Um, <laughs> Barnsley's came up with, uh, Barnsley, you've come up with your own list of awards for 2020. Yeah, well, we're going to do interesting. this prior to, obviously, the new year. So yeah. it was going to be a bit of a year. James was everyone, busy. We're all over the shop, so... So I went, I went with uh, the People's Choice Award. Um, yeah. That was, Woody, you're a close second into that, but a Vaughan Blakey, People's Choice. Oh, for the most for the, downloaded yeah, uh, yeah. podcast of a lot. There mm. wasn't much in it. Yeah. And, and can, I say, can I say something? I did check just before I came out, and you know the person coming down the outside, I think he might take number one spot in about a month. Rocky. No. Barnsley? Barnsley. No, really? no, I'll give you a guess. Oh, it's not you. No, no, it's not me. <laughs> oh, can I go Andy King? No. Okay. Uh, go fuck and it's not <laughs> No. <laughs> Adam Melling. Mello. Hey, in the house tonight. It's, uh, it's actually gone. Oh, I don't know whether Stella's been sitting there hitting download, 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 <laughs> but it's gone berserk. Hey. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. Oh, what happens when you open up? It's like <laughs> me. I opened up. Melling's opened up. And so did Borny. Yep, yeah, they nah, did. Yep. Was all time. Oh, uh, mate, funniest story. I went with the Beaver Menzies when he uh, when they held Des Hasler's shoes oh. hostage in that all time. <laughs> that, that, that was magic. Yeah, <laughs> that was one of the. That was, that was all time. Oh, fuck. There's, I mean, yeah, anyone who knows um, Desi would know that he wouldn't shout if a shark bit him. Seriously. <laughs> well, the, uh, the other one out of that podcast was when he signed with the Bulldogs <laughs> for reportedly, yeah, you know, one point two million. And he's just bra- like they've got the prezzo, and he calls all the boys in. Obviously, Killer told us this one, yep. and says, "Oh, look, boys, I just want to let you know before we have the prezzo tonight that I've signed, and I'm going to the Bulldogs, and no one knew, and they're all dirty." And then he says, "Come up to the bar, and I'll shout you a beer." And Killer says he's opened his wallet, and he had four five dollar notes. Just <laughs> <laughs> going to the strippers. And he goes, "Well, who are you going to shout? Yeah. You got twenty bucks." So. You got any others for funny sort of stories? Uh, I think. I think there were there were some good takeaways. I thought uh, actually listening back, your 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 story with your test debut standing the in the headphones. tunnel, yeah. John John Williamson with not your iPod, your disc man, and your Qantas headphones, and your Qantas headphones. Yeah. Uh, Alan Joyce actually wrote a thing he? on Twitter saying you know because of COVID, they're actually going to come and see you about getting some of those headphones back. <laughs> 
Do you know I was cleaning out my grandma's shit the other day and I found three pairs of them sitting there. I stored them away. I'm, I'm surprised they're not here for our podcast. Uh, Woody, um, I think you made the call after our, and actually, Wazzy, just so you do know, this is why you're back because you were actually our first podcast. Um, so we thought we'd get the first podcast back for season three. But, potentially um, the last. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but uh, Woody, you got very excited because after Wisey's podcast, we had 152 downloads. And Dubbo were very excited. Yeah, and, and North and South Lennox. Yeah, actually, talking about North and South Lennox, how have you found the Christmas period with yeah. um, the count on the Range Rovers, BMWs, Audis, Maseratis, you know? Teslas. The one, the one thing that uh, is really frustrating is that we don't have the one-way street still. Because um, <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Gee, that, that, went, that was so good. That would have worked well. That would have uh, been so good because you would have been able to see, like, a lot more both sides of the road, like a lot more Range Rovers. You could have done a... Like a Range Rover thing on years where they all go down one side and then have the Teslas <laughs> down. We just need a charging centre, you know, like one of those fucking plug-in things. So I suppose that the last sort of laugh before we got to some of the serious sort of uh, takeaways out of the podcast was um, you sort of forget about it, but Liz Ellis's was... Well, mate, you've, I love Liz Ellis's because Australia's got some great nicknames. Wisey, you could mm. rattle off a ton. I'll let you go there in a minute, but that, that one of hers, Syphilis... Is probably one of the Sip Ellis. Sip Ellis. And, and she named all the chooks after her coaches. Yeah, and then did. they ate one and the rest got pecked <laughs> to death. Is that what happens in coaching? Yeah, it does. It does. At some stage, just, you get, you're, you're on the downward spiral. Mate, just on that, nicknames and that sort of stuff, Wisey, I want you to take us back to everyone knows you as Wisey, but most of the people in the room don't know Diesel. Okay, so every, yeah, there's <laughs> going some, to now. Yeah, I was going to say, there's some good nicknames. So, look, I play with the potholes. You know, so, yeah, 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 something you try to avoid. Uh, play with another bloke, a showbags. Yeah, full of shit. Yeah, full yeah, of shit. yeah, look good, but full of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so you, you play. Who fell I into play, that category? I play with a bloke called Knee Deep. Um, his name was Wade. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, Diesel come around. I used to own a, an old Kingswood, and um, I was at university. And I was taking a, a, a bird out for a date. Um, to Parramatta Leagues Club on a Friday night and the car wouldn't start. So I had to borrow my flatmate's car and it was a ute and he said, listen, make sure you fill it with fuel. So I thought fuel, it's a big car and means diesel. So I filled it with diesel. Anyway, I picked this girl up and we're going to the Leagues Club and it's going digga digga poof, digga poof, poof, poof and black shit's coming out the back. <laughs> anyway, so eventually we get there. We have um, – we have – uh, dinner or whatever it was and then I'd packed my gear because we always trained on a Saturday morning at Parramatta um, and I thought I was 10 points into the wind and so I thought I was going to have a sleepover and I couldn't start the car so I had to put her in a taxi anyway um, two coppers walked past afterwards I'm playing with the motor I had no idea what I was looking at and I said look boys um, I've put diesel in the car does it make any difference and they go mate you're an idiot you've You've the block, you know, it's you've seized the block. And it's like, all oh, right, okay. So I knew where the, the groundsman's shed was, so and I knew where the key was. So I thought, right, I'm ahead of the game here. So I raced over and grabbed some tin snips and then cut the fuel line. So you cut the fuel line, and what they don't teach you at school in chemistry is that diesel burns asphalt. <laughs> so <laughs> so so I'm, I, I've got a full tank of fuel. And it's, it's pouring out on the asphalt at Paraleagues and there's this massive fucking hole. 
<laughs> so, and the, the only the only thing that's holding the, the the four wheels of the car are there or the Ute, and there's this, just this 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 it's going down to about a meter. So I'm going, holy shit! So I race back to the shed and grab um grab some electrical tape, tie up either end of the fuel line, push the car to the other side of the car park, sleep in the car, and then the next morning get up for training. And I'm shitting myself because I go, far out, I'm going to get in so much trouble. There's, a, there's just this fucking crater in the middle of Paralegs Club. <laughs> anyway, so I, um, I go back, get some Kero, and then draw a line with the Kero, and then get some matches, and then, and then think, right, I've got to get rid of the evidence. So up she goes. I light it. <laughs> and uh, so I've lit this, this thing, and it's, it's just this massive fireball. Um, and and I've got what, no. Is this the car? This no. This is a car park, right? Oh, so the hole. So the hole. So I'm trying to get rid of the, the hole. And yeah, the hole's on fire. And <laughs> but it's a plume of black smoke. And I've got no. I've got no eyebrows. And I've got no hair because I've been burnt. So I've got <laughs> the only the only thing I've got. I've got a mud flap at the back because the whole front of my hair is gone. My eyebrows are gone. And it's at this stage it's about seven thirty, and we trained at eight. So I've gone, fuck, I've got to get out of here. So I run over and get my boots, get my gear, and I'm in the change rooms just sitting there. And then blokes are rolling in going, holy fuck, the fiber yeah, is coming. The lease, the lease club car park's on fire. <laughs> I'm going, really? Really? So I look one of, like one of the three stooges. I've got like no hair at the front, no eyebrows anyway. So eventually... It doesn't take long to work out. <laughs> doesn't take long to work out who's at fault. Um, so I played the whole year basically for nothing because I had to go see the judiciary, the the disciplinary um, committee, and the opening statement. I remember Alan Overton was the president, lovely bloke, worked for James Hardy, and he said, "Look, you know, it'll be right, mate. Just go in there and just be yourself." And I told the story, and the chairman. I remember his words as clear as day. He goes. Well, son, clearly you are a dickhead. <laughs> and then he fined me my whole year's uh, whole year's salary. There you go. Was, so that, was that year one? That was uh, year two. Yeah, yeah. So I was killing it. Yeah. But it, yeah. I, so man, diesel. Yeah. When crew walking in, going, did you notice that? Was he like the fire in the yeah, car? Nah, like, nah, 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 nah. Didn't, nah, even, uh, didn't see. Yeah, didn't, didn't see. Anything must have just sparked up. Yeah. Early. It was like Hiroshima. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome anyway, mate. That's yeah, a great no, 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 there you go. There you go. Right. That might take Beaver Menzies, I reckon, for me. That's all time. Uh, yeah, well, it's it's, uh, it's definitely kicked off twenty one. All right. Oh, God. Wait, I had one more one more award for the podcast. Anyway, best and fairest. I, I went Andy King. Uh, it had it all. For, like, I just I, I looked back on it. I went. Who was your vote, Jake? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Brocky or even Melling. One yeah, of those. Melos was great too. Yeah. yeah. Probably either 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 of them. Liz Ellis, I said, was probably my favourite podcast, but I got cooked most of the time, so I don't really want to give her best and first. Conrad? Yeah, I reckon I, I'm probably going to look at it, uh, the one that I learnt the most out of, and maybe because I did this, the most research because we were shit scared about doing a first uh, live podcast, but I, I'm going to say Mark Matthews. Yeah. He's an incredible guy, yeah. and especially from a psychology front. Like he, I've learned a lot from just going back and watching his stuff, and nice guy, and obviously a Crazy, uh, crazy big wave yeah. surfer. Yeah, that one. Yeah, you got. I got a lot out of that one too. That one. Was yeah, sick. he's just classy bloke too. 
I said I've said it before, but I don't I don't know any athlete who gives up their time for free comes all the way down there on their birthday with their family. Like I just think I, don't, I haven't met any athlete who do that. So I just think you know, hats off to Mark. That was pretty exceptional. I think yeah. I think if you move if you move into a bit of a review on uh, twenty twenty on the serious note, the takeaways. I think the first one, which is probably <laughs> probably pretty relevant for Newcastle, is uh, Frank Panisi's quote: yeah. "The standards we walk past are the standards we set." When you sort of have a look at what Adam O'Brien's running into down there with Mitchell Pearce. So uh, I think uh, listening back to Frank's, that was really good. I mean, Liz Ellis had some cracking one-liners. Uh, Brad Sewell, the Monopoly game. Yeah, that was, a, that was an interesting yeah. Remember one. Remember like that? He yeah. said, like, the, I got the four, or four, was it four or five best players in the room. The guy, the list manager goes, all right, here's a bunch of Monopoly money. Here's you our salary sort cap. it out between yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, you guys yeah. sort it out. Have you done have that, Wisey? Yeah. No, no, I haven't. <laughs> I don't get paid enough. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I thought that was, a, that was an interesting approach. Um, Andy King's quote, the Kobe one. All that's time. my favourite. Yeah, that's Kobe Abaddon. That's my favourite. Yeah, Is it? Yeah. I'm just, yeah, yeah. Does he get your best in Ferris? Well, I, my top three, I'd go Raylene Castle. Yeah. Yep. Uh, third, well, she gets the bronze. Um, yep. Just for uh, her honesty and, and the fact that she wasn't afraid to answer questions where a lot of people wouldn't ask them, and I'm talking mainstream media, yeah. and you blokes ripped in, and that, that fair play. And then she sat sat here with Greg and... And necked a couple of beers. Have yeah. you spoken to her since she's taken that job? Yeah, I she's have. she's yeah. enjoying it. Yeah, love and life, and she thanks Woody for um, his reference. Yeah. Actually, she did. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Well, Woody's presentation was awesome. Just I, can give her the job. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Fucking hire her. Let's just straight up. And down. I hope you got paid for that, James. Uh, yeah. I will. Yeah, I okay. will. Yeah. Um, I'm getting a pair of Dan Carter's shoes. Pretty uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Who was number two? Was he? Um, two for me was Mello. Um, oh, I text Mello afterwards. I, I thought I just thought that you know I really enjoyed the story, the backstory, but I thought the last twenty minutes to just be so open, honest, and and I'd probably put James Orbison in there as yeah. well. You know, yeah. Orbo. I thought, um, you know, both those blokes to to peel back the layers and actually be be real. I call think it as I it think is. especially with Orbo because he didn't he doesn't have any baggage with any of us. He no. doesn't know us. No. Yeah. And he came in here and he was so whereas Mello knows us, but yeah. he was so brutally honest. No, I thought it was unreal. Thought they were they were they were awesome. And then look, I I I really like Kingy. I, I, I love Kingy. I love the fact that there was he was given every opportunity to give up and to mm. be given the disabled sticker. And I, he didn't want and it. He didn't so want you know it. the yeah. story you know the story that he didn't tell on the podcast? Which he's told me since is um so Dr Chang who so op- Philip Chang the guy yeah so did Philip his Chang ears, yeah. so operated on him after he went to fifteen specialists so uh, I'll just call him Changi just for the podcast so Changi rings up Kingy and says um, I want to learn how to surf so Kingy's like okay well I'm on the Gold Coast you're in Sydney next time I'm in Sydney let's meet down at Manly yep okay that's great I'll get a couple of uh, MF softboards turn up um, so they organise morning before uh, Changi goes to work they turn up. He drives into the car park. Kingy's already parked there and he pulls up next to Kingy and Kingy jumps on his Google on his phone. He's thinking, what the hell is this guy driving? He's turned up in some, I think it was a Maserati SUV, brand new, week old. So he's Googling, how much is a Maserati SUV? You know, half a million bucks, whatever. Anyway, they go out and have a surf. He gets him standing up. He comes in, he's frothing. Kingy goes, okay, so you got, you got roof racks. Here are the two boards, a gift from Mick. Take them, chuck them on the car. Yeah, 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 I know how to put roof racks. Well, it's a brand new car. Do you want me to do it? No, no, I'm all good. I'm all good. So anyway, so Kingy leaves. Anyway, he gets a phone call at 6 o'clock that night 
and uh, and it's Changi and he's frothing. He's going, oh, you know, how good was this morning? You know, um, got me standing up really good, you know. I went out to check my car and um, and the board's on the car. And Kingy goes, oh, what have they been styling? No, 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 the board's still there, but I don't think I put the roof racks on right. And he goes, oh, what'd you do? He goes, well, they're those soft top ones where you just put like the boards, like wax down straight on top of the roof, don't you, and just tie it over? He goes, nah, you don't do that. It's been sitting in the sun all day. Oh. So he's gone out and peeled his two boards off with all the juco off the roof of a brand new <laughs> half a million dollar Maserati. <laughs> oh, well, at least Kingy he, thought um, it was pretty funny. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> at least he's keeping some punter in, in business who's got to do the juco. Yeah, so, it's, you know, it's, it's a, a circle of life. It's a racing strike. Yeah, it's a yeah. circle of life. Uh, look, my, my favourite comment was from Kingy, which was just doing the best I can. You know, like, w- what do you do? Yeah, you know, which yeah. was the Abaddon no, one. Yeah, no business card. Yeah, just doing my best. Mate, I reckon that that's gold. If you live your life like that, then that's that's not bad. Well, well why going to twenty twenty? Obviously, uh, you were doing your best. You embarked on um, taking on a new role, moving back from the English setup, um, spending time in France. It's been a tough year. Yeah, it has been. Yeah, no, it's been it's been a good year. It's been a good learning year. So with, with our blokes here, like I said before, they're young blokes. We've got talent. But we've got to we've got to get um, game smart. So ta- uh, I suppose um, the the, techn- the 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 actual game strategy side of things we've got to get down pat. So, but it's been good, been good fun. What about off the park? Yep, plenty, how, plenty how, on, plenty how, on. How, how did you encounter the? Uh, well, actually, not really off the park. But what's it like being in a 90, 90 day bubble? Oh, it was good. Like you know what, the first couple of days, we we, we were in the Hunter Valley. Then we went to uh, New Zealand. So New Zealand, the first week we coached via Zoom. So we'd have Zoom. Um, so everyone would stand up, and and you'd be what they're in the rooms. Yeah, everyone's in individual rooms, and you're doing plays and all the rest of it. Now, you're kidding, standing up like walking through, your walking computer, through your plays. You're doing yeah, it. yeah, your plays. Whilst and then and then you'd order six or seven spates. To your room, so you'd have a few beers and away you go. But then, when we got out, of, when we got out of there, everything was two meters. So, how so, long were those Zoom sessions? Oh, you'd only go for say half an hour just to right. get your basics done. But then from there, we moved out into a courtyard, and but you couldn't be closer than two meters with no ball. So you had an imaginary ball. So we didn't put down a pass. So for a week, we were unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> we were incredible. Um, and that, and we had to be two metres apart, and the, the army were there, and they were fantastic in Christchurch. They were really good. And then eventually we got to we got to train, um, but you only went from your hotel to a training venue, which was closed, and the military they looked after it, and, and that that's how it was. And then we went straight into the first test. And what about when you got back to Australia, like the bubble in Australia? Yeah, look, I mean, you come from a clean place in New Zealand, so. You'd sort of just hop into a bubble here and, to be honest, like living here in Lennox is like living in a bubble. You, you don't see anyone. You, you only go where you need to go and, and that was it. So um, the one bloke when we were in the bubble in Cessnock that um, that we ran into was Matthew and Andrew Johns' dad, Gary, right? <laughs> right. So a.k.a. Reg Reagan, right? <laughs> so, so anyway, we had a... Um, we had a – after we got belted by the Kiwis in that Sydney test, um, Adam O'Brien, Mitchell Pearce and Kalen Ponga came out to watch what we were doing. So for a whole day to, to, to sort of watch 
you know, how we trained our meetings, the whole thing. And then they walk past and 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 um and Gary says, Boys, what are you doing? And they said, Oh, just here, you know, we're watching the wallabies, we're here to learn and he goes, Why the fuck would you watch those guys? They just got beaten by fifty. <laughs> It was awesome. Could could everyone hear when that when? He oh said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's just trimming his roses. He just does not care. <laughs> no, he was he was like Gary's unreal. Yeah. So drinks at the Australia Hotel there at Cessnock. So if you ever he, want to catch him, did he give you a few pointers on how not to get beaten by fifty? Give me plenty of pointers. Yeah. So over a couple of two years olds at the Australia Hotel there at Cessnock. Yeah. So, but he like the the beauty about those regional areas is that. By the end of it, all the players knew the staff. All the staff knew the players. And there's brutal honesty. If you play well, you get rewarded. And if you don't play well, then you get told you didn't play well. Um, so I think in, in this day and age, there's a lot of false praise where people say, oh, that's awesome or that's great. You know, that's not great. Like, catch the frigging ball. That's your job. Um, so when you get praised, it's like, well done. That's good. Well done, boys. And that's all you need to say. I, I just think that there's a lot of stuff that's a bit over the top. And in those regional areas, it's real. They, mm. they live and die by their footy teams. And, um, yeah, and, and it's real. So that was really good for the, for the team. It was very grounding. It was great. Did they get a lot out of that? Like, yeah. Did you feel like it was sort of helpful? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We'll, get, we'll, look, we'll go back to regional areas. I think that one thing that COVID's taught us is you don't have to be, like, city-centric. Yeah. You can yeah. get out of those places. Yeah, well, you got the Warriors in Tamworth now. Doing That's right. Yeah, and That's you, exactly. well, you've been talking about maybe having a, a base, potentially coastal and country, to get the best of both worlds. Yeah, that's like, exactly. Tell us about that. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so, not city. Yeah, not city. So, look, <clears throat> the coastal areas teams tend to get the rub of the green because it's it's nice to be on the coast. But there's some great places over the divide, and that's 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 where we want to take the game because they, those cow cockies on the other side of the range, they're the ones where. That their whole their whole life revolves around their sporting teams, whether it's AFL, league, union, cricket, yeah. whatever. On a weekend, they live for that outlet. Um, so we've got to go out there and 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 do our bit. And and I think our blokes can learn a lot. You know, standing at a bar and and copying brutal honesty because you you don't get it really in the city. No. No, no, everyone's no. nice. Yeah. Did you find you got it more in the country? Oh, for sure. Really? You kind of, and you, you know, you become accustomed to your environment. So what your yeah. environment is, like growing up in the country, yeah, I got it. And then you sort of get, you get into all those teams and you get into that culture of where you're special or you're someone who's... Do you reckon you'd cop it if we did a live podcast at Kingroy? I don't know if anyone would remember me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but, not- but, but you know what I'm saying? Like you don't, you just don't, you're in rarefied air and then yeah. all of a sudden you get... You take go back to places like that, and it's just straight in your face. So that's sort it's of like, what Queensland did last year, isn't it? Yeah, they went to that. Didn't they go to the yeah, bush for went, a month went, or something? Went back out of the bush, and like I look around the table here, you know, all all the blokes in the room here, um, you know, when they do well, you say, "Well done, mate. You did really well." Like Mike, you had a good result down at Coffs Harbour. Good on you, mate. Yeah, tops. And then you go move on. So it's it's good to say well done. Um, acknowledge blokes. You know, you don't have to be so hard-ass that you don't say, mate, I'm proud of you, you're doing a really good job. But at the same time, you don't have to blow wind up blokes' ass because that's their job. That's what they do and that's what they're expected to do. So do it. Um, yeah, you've got to have some inner fight. Yeah. So you've got that from a coaching perspective. How do you find that these days when basically once they leave you, they spend most of it sitting in front of a phone and getting it from – mates or perceived mates or people out there how do you control that in a team environment 
get off the phone, cut your mates. You know, like, I mean, what we did with you when you come up here, you're allowed five phone calls a day. And no now, one coming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, we, 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 we actually haven't got to that stage yet, but we're trying to where you go, um, boredom's actually good. So when you, when you get that boredom time and if you don't have a phone, it's your most creative thoughts because yes. you daydream. So you go off into all these places and that's where you get creative and that's where we need to get to where they're not dependent on technology. They actually are self-reliant. They can think and then they can come up with stuff and all of a sudden they might come up with some idea and they go to training and go, man, I I was bored the other day and I actually thought of this, you know, with this drill and we could add this on and and that's where the great ideas come from. It's it's like you think about it, if you, you're waiting in line somewhere at the shops or at the bank or somewhere where you've got to sort of wait for 10 minutes, the first thing you do is pull your phone out. Yeah. You're flicking, you're doing something like that. You could be creative at the doctors. You know what I mean? You could be coming, could be. coming up with something good. Yeah, exactly. A new, a, a new pacemaker. I could be, <laughs> seriously, I could be a fucking millionaire already. That's right. And I've been flicking on the phone. Well, here we go. I yeah. like it. Anyway. Get off. I mean, are you, are you seeing it in the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just scanned the room there. There's three blacks on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. They're not listening. It They're not listening no, to our creative. He took it in. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, personally, uh, it's been a tough year. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, last season... I mean, the only reason I want to touch on this is because uh, obviously I know you've learned a lot, um, you've dealt with a lot, and last season was a real focus for us on... Um, healthy minds and, you know, trying to get behind something locally. Yeah. I mean, how have you dealt with – and maybe if you if you want to talk uh, the listeners through some of the things you've had to deal with this year oh, and, and how you've gone look, about it's been, it. It's, yeah, look, from a family point of view, it's been a tough year because uh, we lost my, – my wife, um, Gab, we lost her father in March. Um, he was a Randwick life member, great bloke. So – and, and he was a bloke that deserved a proper funeral and we still haven't actually given it to him. So, so that was like COVID? Yeah, yeah, yeah because COVID hit afterwards, yep. just after, weeks after. And I'm thankful that he actually went before it because he'd go, what the fuck is this? Um, and then we had, the, uh, we had the shark attack episode down at Woolai with um, young Manny Hart Deville, which was pretty horrific, where we were in the water um, – there was myself, Wayne Davenport, my two daughters, Kira and Jaya, um, Wayne's daughter, Molly, um, Timmy Mannion. There was uh, Mark Howard, Woolie Local, and Manny and obviously his best mate, Gabe, both 15. Um, he was attacked by a white and, um, yeah, that was pretty full on. That was, it was horrific, mate. He and got, uh, and I, I know you sought some help from Mick and a few yeah. other people. Yeah, yeah. That have yeah. been helpful. Yeah, so look the mate, oh, look, I'm I'm comfortable. I can see the shark. You know, the shark come back twice. Um so we 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 had a good look at it and and sort of um how he was into it with his board and uh, we managed to get Manny to the beach. We tourniqueted him and we worked on him for forty five minutes. We thought we had a pulse. Um, but in reality, it was it was just us. He, I think he was dead by the time he got to the beach. Um, so the thing that haunts me most about that is um, his parents arrived probably 35 minutes into it and the paramedics got there and um, they whacked the adrenaline in him. We are still working on him and, and um, um, they did sort of three reps and then I just thought it was too clinical. I just thought he's gone. 
Um, but the the thing that resonates oh, that I can always remember is the the squeal of the mother, like when it was pronounced that he was dead. Uh, it was horrific. It was horrific. It's something you never want to go through. Um, but out of that, you get traumatic growth. Um, so we we sought help. We went and saw. Uh, well, I interviewed a few trauma specialists because I reckon most psychologists are psychologists because they're fucked up themselves. So, <laughs> um, so we, we interviewed a heap, and we got this lady Jane Wilson from from Burley Heads. She was fantastic, and I said, "Look, Jane, if you come down here, you're going to speak to the parents, and it's not a kumbaya session. Like we don't want to, you know, sit in a you know in a room and hug each other and tell each other we love them. We just want to know." Um, the science behind why we're thinking the way we're thinking, uh, which is your amygdala and you know, your fight-flight response, um, some of the things that might happen that are going to pop up and some of the solutions. So the symptoms and the solutions. So the science, the symptoms, the solutions. And she was brilliant. And then – so we were okay. But then on the – so that happened on a Saturday and I, I didn't sleep for a few days. And then on the Tuesday it was tiny – and I surfed down the beach on the board that we tried to revive him on, which was my daughter Jaya's board. It was an eight-footer, so it was long, so we could actually put him on it. Um, and um, So you're surfing just here in Lennox? Yeah, just yeah. Lennox and just surfing by myself. And ironically, it's funny how the world works, Wayne Davenport paddles out, so Wayne was there as well. And it's like, mate, far out. You know, so we started to talk and the next day it got big and the next day was the day that they filmed that Mick Fanning um, – with McTavish on the – is it the Bluebird or the Blue Jay or some yeah, – yeah, the, the single yeah. fin. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah the, down the bottom yeah, of the point. Down the point, down yeah, the, down the point, down near the hut there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was horrendous up the top. It was just the world's biggest sweep. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. down the bottom there, there was – yeah, yeah, it was um, yeah. what they call wave tunnels in the game. <laughs> um, yeah. Pipe so, dreams. Yeah, pipe dreams. <laughs> yeah, anyway. So, look, and, and ironically I ran into Mick and uh, Johnny Hewitt um, sort of hooked us up and, he, and Mick said, look, anything you need – and he was unbelievable. So th- I said, look, there is actually um, – you can talk to my two girls about your your episode with the shark attack. Um, and the next day on the Thursday, they had a one-on-one with Mick Fanning for 25 minutes. On Zoom. On Zoom. Yep. Uh, they did um, – they had all the questions prepared, you know, thanks for coming, Mr Fanning, and yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and then they finished and then – this is, this is the thing that blows me away about Mick Fanning. At the end of it, he goes, do you want to hear my story, what sends me off? So everyone knows the story about the shark. But then he goes, you know, I'll be walking down the street and someone will say, tell us the story, shark man. And then – Really? Yeah. And he just goes, mate, that triggers me. Um, yeah, so it's things like that. So it's it's, – it's, it's, look, like I'm happy to share the story. I'm – I'm, I'm, you know, very respectful. That whole Woolai community, um, the mini water community, the way they greeted us back for the ceremony was unbelievable. And, and you know, out of all that, my daughter's hunted down young Gabe, his best mate, yep. and actually gave him that board that, that he passed away on. So they said, we'll never surf that board again. So, so that's where that board is, down there at, um, down there at Mini. So, look, uh, Mick Fanning was unbelievable. He, he, he actually um, got my girls back in the water. So, to him, I, I tipped the hat. You know, thanks, mate. And the girls doing well? Yeah, they're good. They're good. And then, you know, to set it off, it happens in threes, Kondo. Um, the, the bloke in December who was walking his dog 
going to get a kebab down the servo. That was my cousin who got stabbed by a um, by a uh, yes, an yeah. ice yeah yeah, yeah meth meth addict and and he passed away. Got him right right in the heart. So. So yeah, it's just yeah, before Christmas. Yeah. Um, he's he's two kids, um, Molly and Trent. They come home. They both both serve in the forces, and he's fifty four. Good bloke, like the heart and soul of a footy club down there in so Newcastle. Sort of the equivalent of a bungers. Yeah, 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 like a bungers bungers down there, and you know mows the mows the mows the field with a, a normal lawnmower as a <laughs> as you do. So you got a bit of time on your hands. Yeah. So anyway, but look, wrong place, wrong time, but. Um, Absolute freak of a bloke, lovely bloke, and that one, that was probably the one that, that where you go far out. You know, you got to have a go. Like you got to live your life because you just don't know what's going to go happen around the corner. Um, and look, people are worried about people's opinions. Like fuck that, yeah. just get in there. If you're going to go up in flames, pour the petrol on ice. Yeah. <laughs> go, go back to Parramatta <laughs> Leagues. <Lakes. laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anyway, uh, rest in peace, Bob Palmer. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Yeah, uh, so 2021, so uh, I, I suppose let's have a look at the professional sporting landscape. I mean, what does Scott Wisemantle envisage? How, uh, you know, sports are going to play out and, you know, I mean, I know the whole COVID thing is uncertain and it's difficult to sort of navigate, but um, do you see, is it going to change? The, uh, look, I, I don't know, but the one thing that I hope for is crowds. I, yeah. I you know, I went to the rails the other day with my daughter, with my older do- oldest daughter, Kira, and we went there. We'd had a surf in Byron Bay, our annual surf at the pass. Just with, uh, <laughs> with 25,000 yeah, other people. I was going to say with, uh, with the whole of the other east, of the uh, surfers on the East Coast. North Atlantic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, and we went to the rails and we had a hamburger and just listened to live music and it was just so good just yeah. to see people – and and I see I see sport as entertainment. So it's the entertainment industry, and um, people want to go and see an event. You know, they whether it's surfing, league, union, AFL, cricket. Well, how music. would it, I mean? You, yeah. You're obviously a part of it because you're a professional coach. But I don't know how we would have got through the last six nine months without sport. Oh, I tell you, I would have. I would have gone even at a local level too. Yeah, yeah. just to have something. Yeah, was yeah. Great. And, that, yeah. And, that, and that and that's the great thing. The the the, the local footy, um, whether it's you know league, union, whatever, um, that that was unreal. That was the fabric of the community. I reckon 100%. during the COVID thing. Yeah, hundred percent. It was crazy. You know, you go down to the Trojan Dome, and it was insane. And I know that you know there's certain Muppets who who don't like it on the uh, on the far north coast board. But you know what? You're jealous. Um, suck it up and look. There's um, <laughs> no seriously. Like let's get let's let's let's, let's, no. let's be honest. Yeah, you know, you're 100 correct. Um, you know, you know, were they there, were, were there racial why. comments? No. Was it really foul language? No. So get over yourselves. You know what? That's the whole idea of having a home. I, team. I actually can remember one game. The Trojans five eight copped a absolute bollocking yeah, from yeah. someone sitting at this table. It was from That's my own right. damn crowd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was from You're Derek. Yeah. Derek. I think it was and Eric. Yeah, Derek and Eric. Derek and Eric. But you know what uh, um yeah, that's that's what uh that's what people yeah. look forward to. They they and everyone was talking about, you know, when's the next home game? And, and it's we, unreal. Then we didn't get any. Well, no. Was, no. Was uh it wasn't um was it Phil Kearns and Nick Far Jones that do the final rugby or final coast rugby? <laughs> Uh, I think they yeah. will be next year because Fox yeah. lost the uh, lost the, yeah. lost the gear. Is that why we got no crowds? Because we've been bagging them out. For yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah. No, I think they'll be calling Trojans games next year. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what? What? You, you're, all you're hoping for in 21 is crowds. 
I just want crowds, like yeah. crowds, and then and then from a from a personal point of view, I'd like to see us get better. Like we have to get better. That's it. But just crowds. I, I well, just want to yeah, see we, people yeah. enjoying their footy or their sport or their their music, whatever it is they're into. I just like to give them the freedom to go and have a crack and go and go and see something. Go and do, you know. It's a great, it's a great call. Like I mean, we we talked during the week about Tom Brady. Like we love watching NFL, but mate, I, I must admit, I find it hard to turn on the TV really and hard. just see empty yeah. crowds in college football and NFL. Like it's it's there's no spectacle there. There's plenty yeah. of crowds at the White House. They reckon it's become an <laughs> yeah. advantage too. For, <laughs> it's an advantage now of, for the away teams, yeah. and if yeah. they've got a better um, quarterback that can they can hear the defense, what they're calling now. Yeah, well, apparently um, tr- at the Trojan Dome next year, everyone's got to stand in Byron Street while the Trojans play on Williams and um, uh, with no one in front of them. Yeah, so, what, you yeah. know, what they can do is, so what they were saying, I actually just spoke with Nick Farr Jones, they're saying that you can get like three or four buses and you can just drive down the street as a game and you just yeah, do just blockies. Keep, oh, just keep driving past. So you're just constantly doing blockies the whole game. So you get like a... Yeah, you know, thirty seconds of the around. Yeah, but they're, they're fifth of the game. Yeah, but yeah. They're, they're the new Tesla buses. Yeah, <laughs> and parked so. in North Lennox. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. I mean, the test at the Gabba might be a testament to that. I think they're saying fifty percent crowd. Yeah, well, that was until we had that rare strain of uh, South African. Oh, the one case. Yeah, yeah, the one case in a borders. garbage bag or something. But close the yeah. border. I hope so. I went to the T20 up there. We had 20,000 people, the light show over the Brisbane Heat with the kids and absolutely and, loved it. And could they have had a full crowd or is that just what they got? Oh, I think, I, I don't know, I think there was a restriction on it, but, mate, there was a great turnout. That was a couple of days after Christmas, mate. They yeah. had a light show in between it. It was good. Oh, it was awesome. It was awesome. It was great to feel part of actually yeah. a, an event again. The AFL was nearly full, wasn't it? The grand final was like 45 or something. Well, yeah, Tully, you were there, mate. What was it? 75 Yeah, it was about 45, I think. So it's oh. close, not far off. Yeah, okay. So, so that's what Wisey wants in 21. James, what do you want to see in sport? Uh, mate, you're going to – this one, you're gonna, you probably won't laugh, but it's t- for the Tigers to get eighth or higher, just above ninth. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, ben, and I see Benji might be going to the Roosters. I've actually got some stats here, actually. Right, okay. Read them, mate. Read them out. <laughs> these, these are good stats. These are good investments. And uh, just going to quickly read these out for everyone here. Um, you know we will review these Alright, here's some stats that I just received this afternoon Okay Nine seasons, he's never played finals football Five seasons in the top three for missed tackles Six seasons in the bottom five for creative stats Ladies and gentlemen, I present you Luke Brooks <laughs> We let Tedesco go We let Mitchell Moses go We let Ryan Madison go Pappenhausen Pappenhausen's probably more or less Ado going. Car. Ado Carr's gone. <laughs> Harry <laughs> Grant's no longer there. <laughs> Benji's gone. Hey. Benji's gone. Farrah's gone. We've got Madge Maguire. James, I want you to stay upbeat for 21. You're getting a bit Fuck. depressed here. That's, yeah, okay. that's so, my 2021. So you know. want the Tigers in the Just eight? Just to go slightly better. Would right. be fantastic. Barnsley. I think we're in for more of the same. I think bubbles, crap, this, I don't know. Honestly, it'd be nice to see the Broncos win a game. They won't. They, sorry, they won't. <laughs> sorry about that. James, you don't... No, they probably will. I just wanted to say that. Are you a believer in Kevy Waters? Yeah, but not with the squad he's currently got. Right. Yeah, I think we're going to struggle again. I just And if we get an injury or two, it, it looks even even tougher again. And I, you know what? You know what's, here, here I go. I want to be able to go up and see a Titans game with a full crowd. My daughter loves the Titans. So it'd be great to go up and well, see them do well. That's a chance, And have something... It? 
I suppose for us in this area to cheer for, to be cheerful, even if it's your second team that we, you know, that and, and hopefully they can thrive this year because you know they've put some good good signings, um, a couple of guys there who really stood up last year, and it'd be great to see them, you know, actually take that step and and get themselves in the eight. I yeah. actually want to actually sorry I forgot I actually want to watch surfing as well. I'd like <laughs> to watch that. <laughs> I'd like to watch all the events. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but I think it's going to struggle, isn't it? Nah, it'll definitely struggle. Yeah. We might get a few events in Australia, but it'd be sick to watch, you know, the whole I hope we can. Yeah. Condo, what do you want? Yeah. Uh, I want to see everybody just take a deep breath locally so we can watch local sport. Hmm. I I must say I I was, uh, probably because I didn't have any sons playing rugby and uh, the eldest had played a lot of rugby, um, previously, and so I hadn't watched a lot of local rugby until last year. Um, but I just really enjoyed watching the top four or five sides because they play really good rugby. It's really open. Yep. doesn't get dominated by refereeing, or not all the time. Um, and you saw you saw points scored, and it was really enjoyable to just, uh, you know, go up to Bangalore, go up to Casuarina, go over to Williams Reserve and watch a good game of rugby at, I think, a pretty good standard last year. I agree. It and and, uh, and I think it was really encouraging – and maybe this was brought about, you know, by COVID, but we just saw numbers come out of the woodwork and, like, young kids playing sport again. And I think, you know, if anything, the whole COVID thing and, you know, participation and all that sort of stuff, I think kids need to get off their backside, get off the couch and get outside and do stuff. Well, they need an opportunity too. 100%. And that's on the government. And, and, and that's they, on and everyone they, to get on But they needed to be encouraged and yeah. not, you know, just people walking past and saying, oh, you know, on the other side of, you know, you know, Seagulls ground or Williams Reserve, yeah. oh, you're not socially distancing. Well, fuck off. We're here to watch the rugby. What about like, yeah. for a lot of kids? <laughs> yeah, well said. What, what about like <laughs> if there's a lot of COVID issues for kids? Why don't could they do like um over like the town have a big game of spotlight or something like that where they, <laughs> they don't actually touch each other, but you've just got a torch like fucking spotlight, you're it. But they're, they're outside, they're running around. Is this news? Is this like your roller <laughs> hockey? <laughs> I actually Sp- played. Believe it or not, <laughs> were you were you a champion at this as well? Believe it or not, me and Melling actually played a fighter spotlight. Are you serious? And you know, where <laughs> we were, there, it? were there girls involved? We played it at Fig Tree Hill, mate. Fig Tree Hill, mate. Why wouldn't you? It's perfect Fig Tree for Hill number one. Evan perfect. McGregor, Mel McGregor. We exactly. played some spotlight out hey, of that. You'd time. be you'd be mad not to cane toads, all the rest of it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. So, Wisey, you know the uh, you know the drill. We're gonna we're gonna push on uh, in twenty one. We're gonna do a couple of things. We did one. I think it was successful uh, live podcast. Um, I don't think Woody's up to speed with this. Barnes, he's definitely not up to speed with this. But Vaughan Blakey tells me today we're going to do another one at the end of summer. Um, Is that at the Opera House in Sydney? Or? <laughs> <laughs> no. Have we, got, we haven't got that one yet. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to attempt, or Vaughan's going to attempt, <laughs> Vaughan Louis Condo, and uh, we'll all come along for the ride. We're going to try and do one locally in Lennox at the end of summer. Like it. Um, I don't know who the guest is going to be, but I'm sure with Vaughan's creative uh, now, so it'll be someone good. We're moving on to the Barnsley ball bag question, but before we get to that, I because you're uh, you're a wise man, uh, um, wisey, <laughs> wise man, wisey, <laughs> uh, Diesel. <laughs> okay, so so if we did do a if we did do a live podcast last time, uh, we were lucky enough to have good support in the crowd, and we raised some serious funds for Healthy Minds. If we were to do a live podcast. What would you put the money raised to? I'd, I'd definitely put it back into community sport here 
So I'd, I'd, and I wouldn't be rugby union centric. I'd go league union, spread it around, netball, spread it around, spread like share the love, spotlight, um, uh, spotlight, spotlight on Fig Tree Hill, <laughs> North Coast spotlight <laughs> club. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. No, share the love. Like it's, it's about call. the kids, and and the thing is, you want young. Like I look at young blokes here. You know, you got Zachy Condon sort of play with the Trojans. You got Eli Carr, um, Forrest Gump. Yeah, we got we got pup. Here, but you know his brother Bo was playing. Yeah, um, you know I, I just think it's unreal when you're young, you've got a you've got a small window to play sport, um, and they're lifelong memories. So the kid who's an absolute, um, can't say the word muppet. Um, yes, yeah, he's a yep. muppet. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. okay. But tags along and is a yep. great bloke and a great team member. Um, he ends up being your committee man or your president manager. or your or your major sponsor, your yep. manager, and and they they fall in love with the game for life. And I don't, and I don't care what sport it is, but I'd love to see that's that's where it's got to go. It's so go we raise kids. money, we spread the love across junior sport in yep. the area. Yep. Right, oh, Barnsley's anyway. ball bag question. We so, ball bag? yeah, we're oh. gonna get, we're gonna have a ball bag. We've got to have a ball oh, bag, absolutely. Uh, but you can mix it up, James. I'm it gonna does... mix it up. I've got a question I've been wanting to ask. Okay, right, oh, okay. We're in the tunnel or we're in the, we're in the change rooms? Yes. We're going against France or England and you're looking at, I believe there's 15 people that are about to go on the field. Is that right? Yeah, 15. Yeah. These guys are fucking violent. Mm. You need to get fucking violent. How, how do you get them in that headspace? Because I would be there going, I'm not very fucking violent. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know how, you know, like how, how like, how do you like before a game against the All Blacks? Even these guys that you were coaching then, yeah, they know what's coming. They've played their whole lives. So yeah. How do you go? Like, you got to just get, get violent. You got to yeah, go up yeah, a couple yeah. of levels. I don't know. Like, what, what you know how you're saying you've got to get? Yeah, they've got to get a bit more violent. What do you got to do? Pretty simple. It's whack or be whacked. Yeah, that's it. And do you, can so you see get it? it? Get in early. Can yep. you see it within the squad? Like, are you pulling guys out of the squad the next game if they haven't done, or you see, you see they've sort of. Well, every, everyone's got their niche, yeah. right? So you've got some players who are finesse, some players who are physical. Yeah. But um, it's also how you structure your plays. Yeah. So you can, go, you can go subtle where you try and manipulate them or you can go sledgehammer where you might put up a bomb on one bloke and go punch the crap out of him. Yeah. That's it. Um, so you just mix it up. But it's whack or be whacked. That's it. And, they, and they, I guess once you put a Wallabies jersey on, they kind of, they're already up for it. Playing for your country. Yeah. That's it. So I, I don't care how young they are, how inexperienced. Yeah. They've got to understand that you, you, the weight of the nation is on your shoulders. It's an honour. Yeah. Um, you know, the, I think it's less than 1%. We counted how many how many people in the Wallabies. It's less than one. It's a tiny, tiny elite, le- like a group of players. So you carry the responsibility for the other 99 point however many percent. So you got to do a job. Yeah. That's it. Bloody great. The one thing too with what I want to talk to Wise about is that violence looks like different things for different players. So yeah. Yeah. violence for the, the prop might be absolutely axing someone in half. But yeah. there's another thing in footy, it's called putting your head in the spokes. So for a number nine or a 10, that yeah. may be the big charging six foot five, 125 kilo South African lock running at you and you're just putting your head mm. straight at his knees and going, yeah. I'm going to wear it here, but I've got to chop him in half because yeah. that's what you got to do. Yeah. Well, what was it for you? That. Was it? It's, it's like seeing a bloke getting Same. a 15 <laughs> metre head start. Sorry, that question was, was for very. I thought it was for both. Oh, sorry. <laughs> just when I played Argentina, you know, they were running and I just. Uh, uh, I get you. I just wanted to know, like, how you. 
get them up for it. You know, like how you get their head around. Whack or be whacked. Yeah. Whack or be whacked. That's yeah. it. Beric. I'll change a bit of tone. What you've uh, you've been known for some great team building exercises in the years. Can you take us back to two thousand and five, South Africa? Um. <laughs> oh, I know where this one's yeah. going. <laughs> if you were on a plane, yes, and you had to eat one of your teammates in order to survive, if your plane crashed, yep. who would it be? Yeah, look, that was around the time of the movie <laughs> yeah. Alive, yeah. where I think was it, it was a yeah Uruguayan team was flying to Chile and they crashed in the Andes. Yep. And they basically, they ate the dead. Um, yeah, so yeah, all, all respect to those teams. But we, 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 we sort of said, you know, how would you prepare them? Because um, anyway, I was at, we, were at, we were at a team building dinner and we wrote it all out and there was your top three choices. So you had your entree, your main and your dessert. <laughs> and, and look, I, I, look I, I, I fucked up. I, we left and I left the... Paper on the table. So, which team's this? This is with Australia. So, I was, I was, oh, I was, okay. I was a skills coach under Eddie Jones. Right, yep. Anyway, I went back, and obviously they go, no, 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 no. And I go, mate, I'd been out outside for about two minutes, and I remembered, far out, I got to go get those those pieces of paper. So I race back in, and they're not there. I go out in the um, into the kitchen. No, checking the bins. No, 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 no. And I'm thinking, oh man. Anyway, the next day, the front page of the, the Cape Town News is um, Dunning eaten as a medium, <laughs> medium, medium rare, you know, most popular choice. So, that, yeah, so they'd fed it to the, the newspapers. Matt Dunning was by far the, um, the most as a sirloin rump. <laughs> yeah, like the big yeah, 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 the prop, you know, like, yeah. yeah so, he was first to go. Yeah, yeah, and Big Wendell. Wendell was on that tour. Was he? So, yeah, He's Wendell, got a big rump. Yeah, big rump. Yeah, he was like a uh, slowly roasted sort of Wendell. But um, what was dessert? Oh, it was one of the backs. I don't know. One of the skinny blokes. But, look, I can't remember. But I remember, I do remember the meeting with Eddie Jones about that, um, which was, oh, yeah, it was full on. <laughs> It was, like, it, was, it was horrible. He didn't, wasn't pumped? No, no, he so wasn't was pumped. Was he shocked that you would probably eat the... <laughs> no, no, no. Look, it was around the same... Idea, it was around the same time as uh, Matt Henjack got sent home. So it was the same week. Mate, it wasn't a great week. What happened to him? What did he, did he try uh, and literally no, he'd eat been, someone? He'd been, no, he'd been out on the piss. Oh, okay. So he, he, he'd, he'd been sort of... Um, he'd, he'd sort of disrespected some team rules. So he was gone. And, yeah, the press were on us and... And I added to it, and yeah, it was um, yeah. Away so, we go. So, mate, if that's one of your great lead balloons, yeah. What's the what's the best team building exercise you've ever done, mate? You might have been part of it, mate. Oh, when we when oh, we no. when we did the World Cup, where we did you know, the um, yeah. How good was that? We went. Oh, to I North, actually really enjoyed it. Mate, Everyone so, else hated it, mate. Yeah, <laughs> swimming across North Stradbroke in the middle of the night. It was a, a commando oh, type. This is yeah, before World they, Cup. Oh, that was a pocket knife. Story. Yeah, that was yeah. <laughs> And, and I'll, I'll give you another story. So it was freezing cold, um, middle of the night. Um, so we'd had about two hours sleep. And, and, like, I had a newborn. I think I had Jaya at that stage. So I was thinking, this is the fucking best. Um, you know, you get two hours sleep and then you get to wake up and away you go. Um, so we're running and doing all this crazy stuff. We swim across a lake at North Stratty. George Gregan gets hypothermia. Um, Dan Vickerman has... And George Gregan can't swim. No, he's horrible. Yeah. And Dan Vickerman swam him across, God rest his soul, ran, swam him across the, the lake. Can, can, can I just interrupt? Yeah. Can you just quickly, that story of George Gregan when he stayed here... Yep. And you came, you called into my office and says, where's George? Yeah. 
And I said, oh, I just went across the road for a swim, like yeah. across the road. And you bolted out and you said, Condo, he can't swim. No, he can't swim. No, he can't you thought swim. He was, he, no, why he, is he thought he was going to drown? Yeah, like he's from Zambia. Like he can't <laughs> swim. No, so anyway, so George, George gets hypothermia because he's got 0% body fat. Um, Dan Vickerman, who played water polo, swam him across. He's had a meltdown because he usually wears glasses, can't see. It's the middle of the night. Stephen Hoyles is telling everyone at the same time, don't worry, boys, I've seen this on a documentary. They're fucking with our heads. We're not going to be actually swimming. And they say, righto, boys, step off the bank, away you go. And he's blowing up the whole time going, this is not like the documentary. <laughs> anyway, we get to the other side of this frigging lake. Anyway, and we have to run about four or five Ks. George has actually gone from black to blue. Um, so he's had to be checked into the medics and all the rest of it. And we go to bed and it was freezing. It was at North Strati on the airstrip in the middle of so nowhere. Cold, you remember this story because <laughs> you're part of it. Um, anyway, this dog starts barking. Have you told yeah, me? Yeah, told yeah, the, yeah, dog. yeah. Yeah, and I remember Sean. I listened to it again and, today. And, and Sean Hardman goes, yeah. Beric, shut up or I'm going to punch you in the throat. Well, mate, I had, I had a pocket knife and I, I basically stuck it. Not well, not up my ass, but pretty fucking close yeah. to it to get through the actual initial security check, where we all just stripped basically naked, and Mate. I didn't realise I, oh, I thought oh, this will come in handy. Yeah, and I was like, I want to skin this dog. He's yeah. like, here, boy. Yeah, here, yeah. 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 boy. Here, boy. Yeah, mate. <laughs> <laughs> mate, it was gone. Whispers in my ear. He goes. You say that one more time, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> mate, it was all time. Yeah, it was a couple of days of just um, yeah, running around the bush and chasing things and doing crazy military stuff, but great sleep. When you got a newborn, it was unreal. <laughs> Getting two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Do you no. feel like that worked? Did they? Did everyone become closer or did... No, we lost in the quarterfinal. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no. Look, look, it was... I mean, look, those things have got their, their time. I think Dave Rennie's doing a great job around culture. Um, you know, the national anthem. Yeah, those that was those, that was fantastic. Those types of things. Yeah. Um, look, that that was hard yards because, you know, when you go to the Aboriginal Council or the Indigenous Council and then you try and sell it, you're always going to have a percentage that go no, you know, no, it's token yeah. or it's the wrong dialect or you know, no one's ever going to be happy. But there was there was one elder there like um, that that actually spoke a lot of sense um, around it, saying that it's it's not about it's not about uh, the generation, say now, of people who are 20 and old, older because you've already made your views. You know, if you're racist, you're racist. Um, if you're not, you're not. If you're open-minded, you're open-minded. It's for the young, you know, to actually say this is, this is us, this is part of our country. And I thought it was brilliant. And the players were given the choice by Dave whether they wanted to sing it whether they didn't want to sing it whether they want to learn it didn't want to learn it, you know what they mate, 100% they were in they said we sing our national anthem we'll sing this one as well so I, th- I thought it was great I thought it was a really good good moment yeah really good moment and a good jumper yeah. well done mate because yeah. to be the first to do anything that's a massive thing yeah oh, yeah. it was good yeah. um, and then well and then other, like other cultural things look um, I mean that's, that's where Dave, Dave Rennie is brilliant you know, singing different songs around things. Team meetings are very, very different. So I, I think we're on the right track in that regard. Condo's yeah. question is an easy one um, because uh, Woody's popped up. You've won the lotto. I'm just going to take it that you win the lotto next week. So you've won 25 mil. I'm going to take a mil out of that 25. It's all yours. And Wisey, you can buy a new boat. Yep. All right, because I know you're a very uh, happy, keen fisherman. Yep. 
what are you going to name the new boat? The Pippi Pan. Um, I've got three girls. <laughs> can we go here? No, we can. And I and and, and I and I and I'm and I'm Peter Pan. So there you go. It's a nice mix. <laughs> Righto, well, that'll wrap up the uh, tonight's podcast, episode one of uh, season three. Thanks, Wisey. Thanks, mate. Cheers, Wisey. <laughs>